The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, best-selling author and pastor Francis Chan challenges Christians to ask, what does God want for his church? Because you ever see that movie Madagascar, you know, with the cartoon animals, you know, that were in the zoo and they all try to escape and they end up in the wild. And they don't even know what to do because they had been domesticated. They were in the zoo and they're like, no, you're a lion. Come on, go. You, it's in you. And I feel like that's what's happened in the church, right? Yeah. guess it's amazing that somebody can write a book and it's as though people have been hearing him in stadiums or coliseums or studies or they were like members of his church and now they're having a big family reunion or something that's the way Francis Chan has just been welcomed these people they they know this guy they like this guy you know and I've met him I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, <laughs> The, the thing is, he was there 10 years ago, and it was a big deal because God was leading him uh, in an unusual way with his church in California and ultimately leaving, and now then letters to a church. And specifically, it's sure back to the church he pastored, but it's more than that. Uh, and I think it's important that we understand that these are letters to the church. There is a the church. There are churches denominations, sectarian divides, but there's a church. I think I know which church it is he's writing to. Let's find out. Would you welcome Francis Chen to life today right now? You know, they they were just thrilled we opened the show. You know, we didn't know the audience didn't know what they were clapping about. Easily amused. But you can you look at look at their faces out here. These people like you. You know, you've had a positive effect. You go you go to a lot of churches. You look at the people. It's scary. Yeah. You know, it's, it's scary. Uh, but this this is a glow. I call it kind of a uh, God glow. And you've sown seeds that produce light. And so I think that makes you, what, how do you feel when you look out and say, wow, you know, I bless these people. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, it's such an honor, right? It's humbling because you think I'm just living my life. I am having an amazing time with God and I just love being with him. And then suddenly you see other people that are impacted along the way just by watching what you're learning from yeah, him, right? Exactly. And it's always humbling. And you go, gosh, what? greater life could I be living right now? God wants everybody mm. to live amazed. You see people in church, they look like they're living amazed. They look like they got embalmed or they're spiritually petrified. <laughs> so, it's so sad. And no, that's... Okay, I don't understand that. I don't want any part of that. Let's write some letters to the church. <laughs> that's see if we can get them, that's the whole get them point going, of man. it, though. That's what I was saying. Exactly. Was I see the power yeah. that's supposed to be available to us, that's available to the church, yep. where he says, look, if you become one, you become perfectly 
basically won. The world's going to believe. Absolutely. There's going to be so much power in that. No question. I mean, to be possessed yeah. by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. See, you and I are two crazy people sitting here. We've got a crazy woman sitting over here. <laughs> All of us have this joy that he says he came mm. to give us. And his joy is our strength. It yeah. isn't like we experience his joy necessarily. It's like when he's got joy over yeah. what he sees, we yeah. find strength in that. I like to know we're making him happy. Oh, we're exciting. supposed to be a vessel that yes. his light shines through. Yes. And that light, his light, attracts. Exactly. And people want to know, well, where, where'd, they, where'd you get that? Yeah. The scripture says we have a joy that's inexpressible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't even have words yeah. for this. Yeah, full of glory. Yes, full. yes. Like, like yesterday, I was, I was reading, uh, it was in John 16, and, you know, and, and Jesus is saying, there's going to come this day when it's not just me praying for you. Like, the Father himself loves you. Wow. The Father yes. himself, like, that's not old to me one bit. No. You know? No. Like, no, like for me, 30-some years in ministry, you... <laughs> A lot longer. But that's the key, right? Hey, hey, it's still in 60 years this year I've been preaching. 60 yeah, years. Yeah. Hey, I'm 75. Yeah. I'm starting at, at 18. Mm. I was excited yeah, then. Yeah, I'm 75. Yeah. I'm still excited. I know. Do you think I'm excited? I, I see it. I, I saw that. I heard it tonight. Hang out with you, and I, I hardly ever see that. Okay, nobody, you know, was back. I didn't have an audience. Mm -hmm. It's just me yeah. backstage. <laughs> yeah. Does this guy go home with you? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> For another okay, show. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. You you talk. You you've got a chapter called the gang. Yes. And some of my mm. staff. Tell us what you're talking yeah. about there with the gang. Well, one of my elders, one of the elders at our church, you know, came out of that background. I love him to death. You know, he came to the Lord in prison just a few years ago. But just talks about gang life and talks about the intimacy that they had. The 24-7 were a part of a family. Yeah. And when I read the scriptures, it's, it's, we're never meant to go to church. We, it, we were joining. When we, when we got saved, we were supposed to be a part of a family now. Absolutely. And it drives me nuts that the gangs are a better picture of that than the church. They stick together. They're more loyal to one another. Exactly. They seem to have a legitimate love for one another. they got some pretty enemies that are pretty scared of them, and rightly yeah. so. But their, their affection for one another, mm. we don't even see enough of that in the ones who profess to know the the author of love, yeah. the author and finisher of faith. They don't seem to act like they even exactly. know it. And my point is, no, no gang member is going to go, hey, did you go to gang this week? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I missed it. We had soccer practice. You know, it's, it wasn't like this one hour thing you go to. Where did we come up Gosh. with that? It was a family where we get jumped into this group where it's like, man, I, what Jesus wanted from you and I, like if, if we were the church together, I mean, he would want a oneness, our, a perfect our oneness. Our family life in our den, family room we call it now, great room some places call it, but in the family room, 
we had more glory, more God, more joy than I ever saw in any big revival or any Bible conference or any church. Now, I will say, I'm watching some churches begin to be more like family. i got to yeah. be honest. I yeah. think our church gateway yeah. is very much like a great yeah. big family yeah. and like a great big family reunion. And, and it's like they're showing people we can actually love each other mm. because we love God. Mm. And now we love everybody that doesn't know God. Mm. And I think that's very positive. So when you're writing letters to the church, what's the church you're talking about? The one you used to be in? Or no. is this the blood-bought, born-again, baptized in the body of Christ church? Amen. The, the big the church. church. But... My context is the U.S., you know, where... You have a focus on the U.S. You think God wants to do something in America? I do. I do. I really believe that something is happening in America. I do, too, Francis. I, honestly, I, I tried do. to leave at one point. You know, I went <laughs> you overseas. Went to Asia. Yeah, I went to Asia. I figured... Yeah, it wasn't like you didn't have a big crowd over there. Yeah, yeah, The population yeah, yeah. is just exactly. pretty great, so you weren't looking but, for numbers. You know... I, I guess I thought that, you know, the need is over there and everything else. But then you realize I'm not really, uh, I haven't really been, I, I don't know the language, you know, so I'm not real helpful over there. Yeah. For some reason, sometimes as Americans, we think, well, if I take a flight over there, I'm going to change everything. Yeah. And it's like, I can't even speak to them. Yeah. You know, I'm more of a nuisance mm -hmm. and realize, no, God had given me something in the U.S. and I need to steward that. And I believe he wants to do something I don't here. think that's a mistake. So you are writing to the church, but you yeah. think something needs to happen in America. Yeah, it's, it's what you were saying. What we were talking about earlier, what God has done in our lives, he wants for everyone. And, and somehow we've got to get away from this celebrity culture of like, oh, if I can only get James Robinson there, he would change, you, you know, if, if Francis would talk to my friend, then it, no, no we're talking about the spirit of God inside of you. Absolutely. Like he wants to manifest through every single every, person. Yeah, everyone, oh, everyone, the, everyone watching, if you so don't know him, listen, if you don't know him, he wants you to come to him and know him, but then he wants you to share him. Yeah. But, but right. in the church, I, I had a pastor share with me in Brazil. He was saying, you know, because I've seen these wonderful things happen in his church. He goes, yeah, but it still feels like a zoo. He goes, you know what I mean? He goes, he goes, you ever see that movie Madagascar? You know, with the cartoon animals, you know, that were in the zoo and they all try to escape and they end up in the wild. And they don't even know what to do because they had been domesticated. Yeah. They were in the zoo and they're like, no, you're a lion. Come on, go. You, it's in you. And I feel like that's what's happened in the church, right? Yeah. Because every single person has this tremendous power, but People like myself, we almost put them in cages Gosh, and going, you can't survive unless you stay right here in this room. Let's get a cage for the singles, a cage for the college, for the high school, you know, real yeah. strong one for yeah. junior high. You know, just <laughs> let's just put them in there and we'll feed you every day. We'll feed you every day. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what we were made for. <laughs> we need to release. I, I mean... That's what people have to believe about themselves well, you look again. at people sitting in church. They look like little babies sitting here waiting for a preacher yes. to come get to Pabram and go... And they just get bloated up yeah. on his stuff yeah. rather than learning to feed themselves and be strong on the Word of God. I, they can grow. They don't I have to the, wait to be fed. Let's be honest. Some, yeah. some of the leaders in the church, they want to protect yeah. their little... Their, their yeah, congregation, yeah. keep and them from going them out. from people like you. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't want them going yeah. out to the yeah. different They'd rather you go back to Asia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you showed an illustration. There was one Sunday where I, I probably crossed a line and I went up on the stage with um, fake breasts. 
And I said, this is what I feel like every Sunday. Come on up here, let me feed you, let me feed you. It, it looked ridiculous, you know, but it was that same point. It was just like, yeah. you should be feeding yourself. You should be feeding others, not coming to me. And, yeah, I don't know, I should even said that. But I went up with the Syrians to show them a little pat them through a little nipple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, we're crazy, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. When, when you talk about unleashed, what would that mean? Well, that's the, the exact power. Like, we, it, it, it felt like for years I was trying to hoard people, like bring them into this gathering and go, man, look at how many people I've got. And then you realize, wait a second, I'm supposed to be sending them. And, and it's just like my children. Like, when they turn 18, I want to know they can get out of the house. And you, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, I didn't do my job. Yeah. Right. I don't want them living in my house for the rest of my life. <laughs> and that's the same way it's supposed yeah. to be in the church. Not, oh, I can't survive without your teaching. It's like, no, I should have prepared you to be able to stand on your own two feet and go out there and make disciples because you were made for this. I mean, that's what the Spirit wants to do in you, right? I mean, when you became a believer, Believer. Wasn't there something, some internal change in your life? If you where didn't get churchized, if you didn't get churchized and religionized, yes. if you didn't do that, if you didn't get the sectarianism on you, yeah. if you get the life of God, you're ready to go. You yeah. can't be held back. And I'm telling you, we need to turn the church loose. Yeah. And I really believe people listen to you and what you write, you've moved them. I think they're saying they want to walk out of this studio different. Here's the thing if you will walk out of here and you be praying this and you at home, I want to look through the eyes of Jesus the next time I walk out. And you see everybody as an opportunity to love somebody. If you, if you realize I'm not going out to get them to sign up for our club or join our club or join our movement, I'm going out to pour the love of God on them because God loves them. I want to know where they are. Is there any way I can reach out and help you where you are? Show a legitimate interest in the people you talk to. You, you can, one of the things I did, Francis, is I said, I'm very shy. And I was. I'm, it's kind of like a miracle's happened. I don't yeah. appear to be shy now, but it's very shy. I said, what I'm about to do is very hard. I need to do something, and I really don't know if I can do it. And they said, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I said, well, it kind of scares me. What is it? Please tell me. Please tell me. I said, well, I just need to ask you, have you ever met Jesus? But see, just the yeah. curiosity got aroused. In other words, I played out of that weakness mm -hmm. to tell them the truth about myself, mm -hmm. and then I was able to find out truth about them. Mm -hmm. But I was saying, this is difficult for me, but I'm doing it because I care about mm -hmm. you. Does that make sense? It totally does. That's exactly what I'm saying, you know, because you you're sharing that. In your younger days, something happened internally, and that's the natural outcome. The same thing with me when I was in high school. Man, I was a junior in high school. I started calling every senior in the senior yearbook, you know, and just going, hey, this is going to be the weirdest call you've ever had. Yeah. But I got to tell you about something that changed in my life. Wow. No one had to beg me. No, that's, you were compelled that's what this to do. Yes. You're still and doing that's it. What how long, I'm not, ago, how right. long ago was that? That was 35 years ago. My goodness. Yeah. But isn't it? It's That's what's supposed to happen. Too often in the church, we're like pulling, please spend five minutes with God. Come on. Come on. Just pray for a little bit. Come on. Just serve the church and, and just get away from your sin. The Bible says if the seed of God abides in you, 1 John 3, you can't 
can't keep sinning. If the seed of God abides in you, that's why in, in 1 John 3, 16, he says, if you see someone who's poor, you know, or in need, and you've got the world's good and you close mm -hmm. your heart again, he goes, how could the love of God be in you? This is natural to us. Exactly. I see when you see the poor, mm -hmm. everything in you screams out, I gotta do something, yeah. I gotta do something. Yeah. Why? Because the Spirit's exactly. in us. Yes. And He's in everyone who calls Himself a believer. And if you don't have those desires to be with Him and to care for the poor and to get the sin out of your life, and it's something that people have to pull you into, I've really got a question, is He in you? Wow. Right? Well, he needs to be awakened. You know, I mm. used to tell all of our Baptist friends when I was saved in the Baptist mm. church, of course, called to preach there, married there. But I realized that we get regimented. Mm. And even though we believe the Bible, we're regimented. Mm. And I used to say, you know, we, we try so hard to get uh, Baptists to go visitation, go to visitation. Mm. So a few of them will come. And I, I went to them. And you know what they do? They go to the house. And then right in front of the house, they say, let's pray. Mm. And I say, well, what do we pray? They say, let's pray they won't be home. <laughs> Now that is church folks that are not having that flow of that energy. And what you're talking about, and Francis, you, you're anointed to write. You're anointed to communicate. And God has put fire in the words. This book is in the bookstores. You can get it online. I got news for you. I mean, if you, if you read the letters to the church, and then you read the letters in the Bible to the church and church people, you're going to find that he wants to live his life through us as yielded vessels. Flow the river of his love, the river of his life, mm -hmm. the river of his compassion mm -hmm. through us. And if we will yield this clay to him, he'll make a vessel of honor. And through that vessel can flow his will and his wisdom and his ways. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray that for everyone watching. Pray that for everyone in this studio that you would just flow your love through us because we simply yield ourselves to you. We want to be the most fruitful garden possible. And we want that fruit to be a sweet-smelling savor in your nostrils, but we want it to be a beautiful bouquet mm. revealing your glory. We want our lives to be that in Jesus' name. Would you say thanks to Francis Chan for allowing God to flow through him? This is, this is a, a tremendous message, letters to the church, the whole church, in the whole earth. And our ministry to the whole church in the whole earth. That's what we do. That's what we're about. I want to encourage you, and I will say this to you. If you'll do something right now to give someone a chance, even just a glance, even just a cup of water, I, I want you to watch, but by the way, you just say, you know what? I'm going to be a part of that. You want the book? We'll send it to you. All right? Because we want to say thank you for becoming that vessel. I want you to look right now, and I want you to listen, because you're going to be moved when you hear a father. Listen closely as you watch. Zachary just lost his wife. Unthinkably, his beloved's body was ravaged by cholera, victimized by the very water that should be life-giving. Now, 
And as if unsatisfied by taking his wife and youngest child, unclean water has now set its sights on Zachary himself. With nowhere to go and no other way to survive, Zachary has no choice but to return to the source of his grief time and again, knowing that every sip has the potential to further rip his family apart. For families like Zachary's in the remote country of Burundi, this crisis is not one they can face alone. Without immediate intervention and the development of clean water sources, communities will continue to be ravaged by disease and bound by grief. They ask for only one thing, your help. I want you to put that picture of that family back up on the screen where everyone at home can look at that. You're close enough at home that you can see those precious little children. The man has buried his wife and a child that she was nursing because of contaminated unclean water and cholera that is literally carried by that. Now he has the same symptoms. Betty, when I looked at those precious little children, I found myself just wanting to take them all in my arms and hold them real close. And I found myself asking, can I find some people who will reach out to fathers and mothers and children and families like that all over third world countries and Burundi and places like that, where we drill hundreds of wells, 6,000, think about it, 6,000 that you've helped us drill, that gives a village and a community like that life. Everything changes. Water for life, and Betty, we tell them about the water of life, and it is the most amazing thing. Now listen to me. When you show people the love of God, you don't just talk about it. You demonstrate it. When you do that, then they want to hear about the source of that love, and we're able to win them to Christ. So I'm asking you, would you reach out to that family and know that there are hundreds of villages we're right now beginning, as we do this time of the year, to drill the first 200 wells. They're 4,800 each. Betty and I have committed and asked God to help us every time the missionaries call and every time we have the emphasis, we want to drill a well. God answered that prayer. It's been one of the greatest joys of our life. We have many people who tell us we make that the goal for the year to drill a well. That's awesome. Some of you say, James, you don't know how much I'd like to do that. I believe you. But you know most of the income to help drill wells comes from people who give $48. We said that basically gives 10 people water the rest of their life. You can multiply that by three, you've got $144 and you just gave 30 people water for life. I use those numbers to show the impact it makes, to know that everyone has a part 
Everyone can have a part. There's no gift too small. I don't think if you've been blessed of God, there's any gift you could give too large. Would you right now go and get your bank card? If you want to write a check, by the way, make it to life. That's what you're giving. But call us and tell us you're putting it in the mail. If you get the bank card, you can go online or you dial that number. That's a prayer line. Others will be calling to get prayer. But would you call to be an answer to prayer? And would you say, here is my gift. I'm going to drill a well. Here's 1,200. Here's 2,400. Praying three people join me or another person joins me. We got a well. At whatever level you can participate, would you do it right now? If you want to mail the gift, call us and tell us you're sending it. We need to hear from you, okay? We have some very special gifts to send you. You'll see them. We always want to place something in your hand that will go into your heart and be a blessing and a source of inspiration to you. Thank you right now for going online or making that life-giving call and that special gift. Thank you so much. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the Praying Grace 55-Day Devotional. This new devotional will help you renew your mind to the realities of God's grace and help you pray powerful grace-based prayers for each day. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Praying Grace Tumbler. This reusable 16-ounce container is constructed with insulated stainless steel, perfect for hot or cold beverages. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request the beautiful new commemorative bronze sculpture safe in the shepherd's arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. There are nearly 700 million people around the world who lack clean water. I can't even fathom. It's overwhelming to me. In fact, many in this very village are dying because of it. I would love to do something to change this for them every single day. I would love to be able to come in here with your help and drill them a water well. Won't you consider joining me today and helping be that source of life for these precious children. Go online, call the number at the bottom of the screen, and give the very best gift you could give. It's not really life or death to us, but it's life or death for them today. You know, I, you see the, the beautiful gifts that we're going to send, and that uh, Praying Grace uh, devotional book is going to really bless you. Betty says she just loves the, uh, the, the beautiful tumbler, oh, you know. Yeah, that's that's, I thought tumbling was something you did in <laughs> gymnastics, but that's, that's a, that, this is actually what they sure, say is a, nice. a tumbler, and I'm yeah. praying grace. Well, you're <laughs> expressing grace, I promise you, when you help give water. If you'd like to have Francis Chan's book, Letters to the Church, that's to you if you know the Lord. Fabulous insight. 
We'll be glad to send it to you. You give a cup of water, you help us reach out to families like the one you saw, we'll be glad to send this to you. So you don't have a gang mentality, you have a family mentality. Francis will help you. You want to say thanks to Francis Chan for sharing life today? Francis, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. You and I have a lot of fun running around together, living amazing. Thank you for watching and thanks for sharing life. Thanks all to you. He put a loaded gun under his chin and pulled the trigger. An amazing story of God's grace and mercy. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.